Welcome back to the Energized Show. Barry, how are you doing? Ross, I'm doing great today. How are you, man? Man, doing unreal. If you are new to this Energized podcast. Welcome. And if you're a turning Energized listener. Welcome back. If you're new to the Energized Show, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Uh, give us a like as well if you're enjoying the MMA shows. And uh, stay Energized. Stay Energized, bud. Yeah. Okay. Um, everyone knows last week, Conor McGregor made a return to the screens and he did a one-on-one interview with Eric Hawani. It went on for like 40 minutes. Yeah. How good was Eric like teasing that he had the interview? Like how much was he dying to get out there? He was like, guess what I have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very aerial. Yeah. Um, I must say, like, without getting too much into a start, but it was, I thought it was a bit of a strange interview the way like Conor McGregor had this like fake Dublin background in the background behind him. Yeah. Uh, the, the Dublin skyline and then just, oh no, Conor McGregor didn't seem as relaxed and confident as he normally was. I didn't think so. He was doing a lot of stuttering. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, like this is what the show is going to be about. We're going to be, we're going to be recapping with Conor McGregor. But uh, if you're like watching this and you haven't seen it, make sure to check that out first and then come back and watch this. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it was very strange. He got, he did get into depth about certain things mm. and uh, we're obviously going to cover it today. So yeah, as you said, Ariel did a, what was it? A, a teaser, a little teaser. <laughs> a few teasers, and then he actually eventually put it out. But he'd already taken the best bits, and then when you're watching the full 40-minute thing, it's a bit like... Yeah, we already saw, like, the five moments that you're going to watch the whole video for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Ross, what did you make of it? Like, because this did break the internet again. It's what he hasn't... He basically hasn't won a fight in three years, and this came back. I think we need to start off with the apology. That was the whole reason he came on the show. Uh, if you've been living under a rock... Conor McGregor like punched an old man in a pub because he wouldn't drink his whiskey and the video went viral around the world um, yeah. I'm sure it has hundreds of millions of views now at this stage Dana White was like in Ireland they're punching each other in all the time in Ireland if I had to talk about every time somebody got punched in the face in Ireland it wouldn't matter or whatever he was saying watching with Dana White impression it sounded more Australian there man <laughs> Or right, I have to work on it. But yeah. like Dana White came out and did it. Joe Rogan was like on his show, like the culture over in Ireland is so mad. Like you know, these guys just punching each other all the time. It's like it's not really how it works. Yeah, like, it's the same as everyone else. Really, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I just thought, look, it's never. There's no excuse about it. Like you shouldn't be punching anyone in the pub for no reason, especially when yeah. you offer them a drink and say no. Yeah. It's actually like making your night cheaper. Yeah. Uh, this, this actually happened a while ago. It happened yeah. in like April, didn't it? It did, yeah. So I actually think this was during the day as well. Yeah. Uh, look, Conor McGregor walks in with a bottle of whiskey in hand. Oh, well, in fairness, I've never seen this in a pub where you walk into the pub with your own bottle of whiskey and then you're like, yeah, bartender, get the glasses. And they get the glasses and you start pouring your own pouring your own drinks. Like yeah. imagine me walking in with like a bottle of vodka into the pub and being like, or Mr. or Mr. Dutch Gold walking in with a few cans. Yeah, like, you can't get away with it anywhere, but the, the person behind the bar was probably like, oh my God, it's Conor McGregor. Yeah. And like, before they even noticed, they were like, give him what he wants. Yeah, you I think it was it? actually a girl. Yeah. I think it was a girl behind the bar because she was like, oh my God. Yeah, she was she was free. Although uh, I wasn't too sure who gave all the glass out. I was like, oh, maybe some lad was just like, fuck Conor McGregor, give him what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Point the Guinness on me. It was such like an old man pub as well, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, Oh, I was sort of watching the video and knew what was going to happen, but he he actually didn't punch the fellow. I was actually expecting him to punch, and then yeah. he sort of reached across and like sort of punched him. Um, your man seemed fairly unfazed, but but again, Connor came out. He apologized. He said like 
He's let his family down, his mom down, his kids down, uh, his team, his coach. He went like on a, almost ramble about it. And he says he's made amends with the fellas punched. So, yeah. Whether he has or not, I don't know. Um, apparently, your man's going to take him to court. There's, there'll definitely be some legal action over that at some stage. Yeah, your man's obviously going to want uh, some money for that. I'm sure he got paid off 100%. anyway. A question for you, Barry. How much would you take a less hand off Conor McGregor for? How much the hell does Aldo get? <laughs> <laughs> At least a million. Yeah, I was just thinking, how much money do you think he's going to get for that? Like? I think a hundred grand is probably enough to like break away. Yeah. I mean, um, but you know what? I think Conor McGregor did what his management advised him to. Uh, no one's heard from Conor McGregor in a very long time. Yeah, that's the problem. The, the greatest way to get rid of publicity will be if he actually booked a fight. Because then yeah. everyone would like, don't mind the elf, like, Conor McGregor's going to fight so-and-so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you remember something like this happened before and then he said he was going to retire? Yeah. It was just, yeah. Remember, and then like, uh, the, the stuff in Miami happened. They, yeah. they covered so many things during yeah, that he, interview. He, he's basically saying that like, he gets people get to him. He's immature enough that like, people can roil him. And realistically, some 50-year-old man in the pub should not be able to roil you. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like sitting on the bar still. I know that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously, Connor has helped so many people, like, just through winning from, like, doing podcasts to, like, selling merchandise to, to like, the UFC. The UFC, it is what it is, thanks to him. But, yeah. like, it's gone to the stage now where we've actually defended him so many times that it's it's actually just getting boring seeing the same song. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, it, the fight game is real. like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And, like, the last time Conor McGregor won a fight was three years ago. You know what I mean? So he hasn't done that much for us lately. His last fight he fought against Khabib and he lost. His fight previous to that he fought against Mayweather and he lost. So like we're not sitting here dying to like watch him get in a bar fight. If he's going to fight we want to see him in the octagon. Yeah. On pay-per-view. On pay-per-view. In Crow Park. That's what we want to see. Not well, in yeah, I'd rather some... see in Crow Park, but chances of that are a lot less. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's never gonna happen now because of no, that video. No, never, never. But um, yeah, that was that like broke the internet last week. Myself and Ross, like we obviously sat down and talked about it, and mm. we were just like, "Here, look, you can't just keep defending something like this." Like, I mean, Connor back in the day when he was fighting, going around with representing the Ireland flag, it basically, mm. and then brought so many fighters through into the UFC. Now it's just like. What did you sort of make of Ariel sort of comparing him to Mike Tyson? Yeah, that's what I was... Th- you know Thankfully, you brought that up because I was sort of like... You have to look at these certain other people that have come... Like, like paved the way and, like, made the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson, for instance, like, just doing that. Losing, basically, all of his money. Got, getting sent to jail. Come back out now. But people are still wearing Mike Tyson t-shirts and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people are, like, still idolize Mike Tyson. Yeah. Look at look at John Jones. His situation going in, like... Uh, Failing drugs tests, crashing into with pregnant women, and now he's back. And people are sort of like they're, they're like, "Here, look, as long as you're back doing what you're meant to be doing, entertaining us, like we'll just forget about that sort of stuff." Like, I don't think people are going to be forever against Connor, no. but uh, it's it used to be like like ninety percent fans, ten percent haters. Now it's just like people are sort of like fifty fifty on him now. They're like, "Here, what, like man, they're like, man, stop getting into the trouble." In a weird way, we absolutely love sport, and I'm sure whoever's watching this also loves sport. But like, as sports fans. You'll actually gravely overlook someone's like personal discretions as long as they achieve greatness. Like yeah. you look at someone like John Jones, and like he crashed on a pregnant lady, 
and then like ran away from the scene of the crime. <laughs> He's probably high at the time as well. Like the family probably loves drug paraphernalia at the car or, or in the car. And I'm sure like <laughs> that, was, that I, wasn't I, I, hate, I hate to admit it, and as as the like terrible as in like if like that was my girlfriend, and he did that. I like I'd hate him forever. But like I don't know that person. Therefore, I'm just like can't wait to see John Jones high again. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, terrible yeah. to say, but like yeah. that's the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people have very short memories. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And I think that's probably Conor McGregor's problem at the time or at the moment. Uh, Brendan Schaub came out this week and said. Oh, fans like Nate Diaz more than like Conor McGregor. But of course they do, because Nate Diaz fought last weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, everyone likes what they've recently seen. Yeah, I know. It's a bit like if I was driving around in a 2017 Ferrari and then Barry bought a 2019 Lamborghini, people are like, jeez, oh, Barry's car is much yeah. better looking. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I don't know. Is Ross's car that nice anymore? Yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just the way it is, and it's all like, sorry, what have you done for me lately? And it looks like Connor is looking to get back in before the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, that's what he said. He was naming a few opponents. He was, he sort of named nearly the whole roster. Yeah, he, he but like um, rallied off the names. Yeah, didn't he? whose names really stood out for you, Ross? Um, well, he, he he sort of almost said he wasn't going to fight Nate Diaz next, didn't he? Which I thought was a bit strange. He was like that fight's always there. It doesn't really matter. He really wants to. The rematch with Khabib, so he says, uh, or Poirier if he wins. Um, then I actually thought he sort of harped on about Frankie Edgar a bit, which he I did, thought was yeah. a bit strange. But then he also mentioned like Uriah Faber, and I was like, geez, he's really looking for like to fight someone who's like, right, you can definitely beat them. Yeah, I know. And then Frankie Edgar, for instance, he said he was going to fight Justin Gaethje over the summer at one stage. Then Tony Ferguson, but like he said that they were under the same management, so he wasn't too sure about that. I think Tony left that management though. Oh, did he? Paradigm. And then there was also Jose Aldo as well. So like, oh, and Jorge Masvidal. He was like, I'll even fight him. He was like, I don't care what size he is. So like, he named what, seven opponents I think it was? Yeah. Well, what do you think he should do realistically? Like, I mean, everyone knows the stuff in the background. He was saying that his team, they're they're all like not really that friendly anymore, which is yeah. well known around Ireland anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously more of that will come out when Paddy Hoolan's book comes out in October. But um, Connor says he does want to fight again before the end of the year. There's only really two events you can be on. You see 244, that's in MSG, November 2nd, so New York. Which I think they're going to try and do Usman Covington on. All right, and then the yeah. other ones, you see 245 in the T-Mobile Arena, December 14th in Las Vegas. They're the only real two ones, two options he could be on. My only like problem with this is, right, Diaz and Masvidal, I think, are going to fight before the end of the year, right? And I want to see them fight in the main event. I think they should fight in the main event of UFC 245 yeah. on December 13th. Put them ahead of Amanda Nunes versus Durant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really see what's the real main event here. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. Then, the, then, then yeah, that's why the Connor UFC 244 is probably the best yeah, option November 2nd. Because so. if you think about it, UFC 245 is only 11 days before Christmas. Yeah. And it's it's over in Vegas where if 244... Like, sort of Irish people, it's easier for 100%. Irish people to get to New York. So, that probably makes most sense, doesn't it? So, we have a look at, like, opponents for McGregor to fight. Yeah, far ahead. So, right, Masvidal's going to fight Diaz next. Like, you yeah. can't not make that fight. Yeah. Also, shouldn't they not be listening to the fans? It's like, we yeah. want this. It's like, right, if I'm going to charge it, I'll give it yeah. to you. you we're know what telling you what we're willing to pay for. Yeah. You still won't give it to yeah. us. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Curtis Blades <laughs> versus Stipey. <laughs> um, Curtis Blades versus Oli It's like 
thanks man that's exactly yeah. the main event we're looking yeah. for it's like no thank you yeah so but, um, yeah look so we have Justin Gage fighting Don Cerrone yeah right I wouldn't rule, rule that out because that's in like about three weeks time thing isn't it like really see one of those would like willing to do that turnaround fight McGregor you know what I mean yeah the winner of that's an option yeah that's on September 14th uh, I feel like Anthony Pettis after losing could still be an option uh, an Aldo rematch or Frankie Edgar I feel like they're the options you have realistically the way he sort of harped on about Frankie Edgar I think that that could be an option yeah or maybe even your right favour but I don't see favour being like a fight you at 155 well like obviously favour would but I don't think the fans are going to like take that fight seriously yeah. at 155 pounds. I think I think the Frankie Edgar one is probably the best option, mm-hmm. but like it's going to look strange. The height difference, people are going to be like, he's coming back and he's fighting the small guy, whereas yeah. like Frank Edgar's for, former lightweight champion as well. Um, Maybe he should fight the winner of Gaethje versus Roney. How like their chains will be weak after the war. They're going to fight each other and be like, they get in there and knock them out. Well, the thing is, Khabib and Poirier are fighting not this weekend but next weekend. We're going to break that down in advance. But Connor said that he wants to fight a wrestler. So Frank Yeager in the build up to Khabib, so uh, that probably that could make most sense. And like, the, the people, like a win for Conor McGregor helps everyone, even himself. Hold on, one person I'm totally forgetting. You could have to fight Tony Ferguson. He never really that would, like he mentioned he, that, but he ne- like it was like yeah. And then it's like else. it's like it's like we really like Tony Ferguson, but you know Frankie Yeager, <laughs> he he's looking sharp. Yeah, I don't think Tony Ferguson to come back to that is a great idea. But who knows? Well, obviously. Keep up to date with that. Yeah, well, you, the, the only thing with McGregor versus Ferguson is that I actually like McGregor in the fight because, like, Tommy Ferguson gets, like, battered in the first round all the time and then, like, turns into a zombie. But I feel like yeah. if McGregor punched him, it would be, like, a different gravy of zombie. In three rounds? Yeah. Yeah, here, by the way, I was only thinking that I think Poirier is getting overlooked by Khabib and I think he could eventually, he could actually possibly win it. Do you think so? Yeah. I was sort of, like, I was sort of thinking that. I was like, Poirier's looked really, really good in the last yeah. few fights. He looks so good against Holloway. Oh, yeah. that's another fight you could do, Holloway. But, like, Holloway has to fight someone. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if the Holloway thing can happen, yeah. Um, I think the Frank oh, he's going to have to fight Volkanovski, isn't he? Yeah, there's too much for him there. Although, you could tell Volkanovski to take a seat, bro. He's fighting McGregor, and, like, Volkanovski has, like, not much he can do about it. Like, people are like... Yeah, but people will want that fire. People will want... McGregor where, Holloway five rounds yeah. whereas three, McGregor uh, Edgar people will take three rounds of that yeah. probably, and then also three rounds like suits McGregor because I feel like he'll, yeah. he can win a three round fight yeah. I feel like if he fought could be even a three round fight and he knew it was a three round fight he'd probably have a good chance of beating him because he'd be like yeah. right all I have to do is like win the first two rounds yeah that's the one I like from him anyway I, I want to see him back and he, he stays out of trouble when he's trained it's like anyone anyone yeah. who stays trained has a con- who's concentrating on something like that Drake and Poirier does upset Khabib McGregor be like right I'm going to fight Poirier yeah, yeah, you probably would, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, that's that's what happens in the fight yeah. game, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, also over the weekend, well, this weekend it's UFC China. Um, before we, before I just say anything about that, is there anything else we want to say about Conor? Uh, no, I I, th- I do feel like Ariel Hawani came under a bit of criticism for uh, the interview. I feel they should have like pushed him. They felt that Ariel should have pushed him a bit harder and asked more pressing questions. But at the end of the day. It's the first interview I've seen Conor McGregor do in a year that wasn't with Tony Robbins. And, you know I mean? Yeah. You're a bit like, geez, I better not sell with the grapes here because I haven't had him back. Oh, one thing I did find interesting that Conor McGregor kept saying, no one's asked me to do an interview for ages. What do you make of that? <laughs> for some reason, I don't believe that. I say he has just so many messages on his phone that it's impossible to get back to anyone. I think he needs to like re-give his phone up to Ariel who he can text him himself. 
Yeah, he needs to get back in the good books, and hopefully he does soon anyway. Yeah. But uh, this weekend is UFC China. Uh, Jessica Andrade, the champion, is taking on Zhang Wei Li for the women's strawweight title. Ross, you, you, you really sounded like you were you were reading that off the screen, but I was man. <laughs> reading out these <laughs> Wei Asian names Zhang are very hard. Li. Yeah. Uh, look, Li is actually very very impressive. Uh, she beat Tisha Torres in her last fight. She did. I wasn't actually expecting that. It was actually a tight enough decision, but you know who's outrageously impressive? Jessica Andrade. Yeah. Beating like, Tug Rose. She's beating Tug Rose, uh, Karolina Kolkovic, and she's beating Claudia Gadea. The Mike Tyson of the strawweight division. And I think she beat, not Tisha Torres, she beat, maybe she beat Tisha Torres. She beat a few like, of the top contenders in a row, and like she's been very decisive in doing it. She is like an absolute bull, yeah. and I expect her to get the job done here. After watching Wailing versus uh, Tisha Torres, I think Andrade has, has the advantage here. Yeah, same also, here. Also, uh, Ezekiel Dos Santos, who's like riding a seven-fight win streak, is fighting in the co-main event against Li Liang or Li Zhang, I think it is. He was also part of Paradigm Sports. Li Jing like, Liang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that should be a good one as well. Yeah. So typical so, UFC, just top two fights are the ones to watch out for. Very UFC. It is very UFC. Uh, okay, over the weekend it was UFC. Uh, sorry, Bellator two two five. Uh, a couple of people won the. So Ricky Bandeas won. Iron Mate, Austin Vanderford won. And then um Oh Nick Newell won as well. Nick Newell, yeah. That that was and won the Graces won as well. The funny thing about Bellator well not the funny thing, the great thing about Bellator two twenty five is you go back and watch some of the fights because every single fight ended up in a finish. Yeah. So well done Bellator. Yeah. Undefeated. You al- you always say that about Bellator, you're always like the f- the finishes are always better. Yeah. Undefeated Yaroslav Amasov won as well by submission. Um and Matt Mitrione lost in the main event against Sergei Karatonov. Uh, has he found his gum shield there? Uh, supposedly not. He has supposedly not. Uh, also over the weekend, John O'Carroll won over Mexico. Massive shout out to him. He's one of our good mates. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. So as we said, UFC's on this weekend, and then Lomachenko is taking on Campbell this weekend as well. Yeah. In how much London. is Lomachenko gonna win? I was getting a warm to Lomachenko. Oh, he's the goat man. He's he is he is he's he's unbelievable. unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, we just thought this week, we just mentioned that. And then also, there's going to be an event on Cork in February. It's called FICON. Uh Right now, it's been announced that uh, Ben Askren's going to be at it. Myself and Ross are meant to be going to it as well. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're supposed to be doing a live podcast at it. Um, something else. I'm not actually 100% yeah. sure. We're, like, we're still in discussions about it. But the two lads who are running it seem to be very nice. Uh, hopefully, they'll look after us. So, lads, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, this could be a big one for us. That's going to be in February. And in the build-up to it, we'll obviously be letting you know more stuff yeah, we'll about be, it. we'll be hyping it up. We will be. But um, that's all we wanted to really say. Yeah. We just wanted to touch on the Conor McGregor thing. Obviously, there's not more, like, there was no other massive MMA news, bar this. Yeah, no, there wasn't. But, sure, look, once Conor McGregor does a 45-minute interview once a week, we'll, we'll be good for content. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so make sure to tune in next week as well, because we will be doing a breakdown of UC 242. It's going to be Khabib against Poirier and we'll go into all that sort of stuff. And who else? Who knows what else could happen during the week as well? Excellent. So guys, thank a million. Like, subscribe, comment and as always, stay energised. Stay energised.